Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back for another edition of Investor Stories. On this special segment, the experts describe the most important lesson that they've learned and how that has changed the way they invest. This is the special segment called Lessons Learned. On today's special segment, we have John Buttrick of Union Square Ventures. John, what's one of the most important lessons you've learned through your time at USV? I think, you know, I'm relatively new to the venture world. And for me, one of the most interesting things is, and eShares is in this category, is sort of moving from 50 to 150 people, you know, scaling. It's very easy to sort of keep a company sort of as a small, you know, for lack of a better word, mom and pop uh, for a period of time, tremendous energy, very little bureaucracy. You know, most people listening to this podcast understand what I'm saying about that. But then, you know, at some point you've got to scale and you've got to figure out a way to do that that's consistent with your values, your culture, that works for your customers. Um, you know, you've got issues about office locations. I mean, this is, this is mundane stuff, but it's actually very important and difficult. And each company is different and has to approach that differently. And to me, that's one of the more interesting things that I've noticed, which is watching companies transition from sort of a, a late early stage to an early late stage. Um, you know, it takes a very different skill set for, uh, for founders. And they're frankly, you know, it's, it, there aren't a lot of founders who can take a company from zero idea all the way to a public company. That's right. a very difficult skill set. And so one of our jobs is to help our entrepreneurs do that. On today's special segment, we have Samil Shah. Samil, can you tell us a story that highlights a lesson that you learned from recently raising the fund? Um, yeah, I would say just around the closing. Like um, everybody, you know, if you if you picture this like um, this herd of cats, I mean, it's the right analogy, and like all the cats have to agree on like the right conditions in their little like cat bed to sleep in. And they all have to go to sleep at the same time, right? You're you're gonna you're gonna piss off some of those people in that process because they feel like it's gonna move too fast or they don't get the terms that they want. And ultimately you just have to live with it because it's never perfect and you have to move people to a close and you just have to accept that there may be some like 
bruises in that process and you just kind of chalk it up to that's the cost of doing business and you move on. So that's, that's probably the lesson I learned, like, which is a little bit of recency bias, but like in the close was just like in any close, you're going to upset people. People are not going to have enough. People are going to want more. People are going to ask to do less. People are going to back out. People are going to have a personnel change. People are going to say, why'd you change to this? Blah, blah, blah. And you just kind of got to have faith in your legal team and just move forward. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers, constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Eric Paley of Founder Collective. Eric, can you tell us a story about a critical lesson you've learned that has changed the way you invest? Yeah, I'll tell you a story about my partner, Dave Frankel, who um, we work so well together, as, as, as we both do with Micah as well, but we're all really, really different in our style and approach. And Dave has been doing this a lot longer than I have, and my approach has always been much more uh, analytical in the way I think about these companies. And yet we do it at a really early stage. So there's only so analytical you can be. And Dave is incredibly instinctual. And I think he really taught me a lesson over time in a lot of the day, a lot of the, um, your instincts to really start to trust your instincts, particularly on people and founders and use that to guide a lot of the analysis. Um, but that the instincts are so powerful. And just an example is, you know, Dave came back into the office after a meeting he had in, in, uh, you know, outside the Charles hotel in Harvard square. And he was all pumped up and he said, I just met this founder. He's amazing. We're definitely investing. I said, Oh, you know, what, what, what does the company do? And a few weeks before we were talking about all of these Groupon clones, this is back in probably 2010 when Groupon clones was like this huge thing. (laughs) Uh, social commerce and all this excitement. And we were talking about how much we really don't like that model. And then he tells me how much he loves his founder and what, what are they doing? They're doing Groupon in Korea. And I say, Oh my God, Dave, <laughs> okay. like, first of all, we know we don't like Groupon as a model. We're not excited about it. And you don't even know if Korea is a communist country. And he <laughs> smiles and laughs and he says, Oh, that's right. I forgot to ask him if he was talking about North Korea or South Korea. <laughs> Uh, and then he chuckles and sort of like, you know, obviously you idiot. I know it's South Korea, but, but you know, the, the, his point was, um, 
My point was, look, you really don't know that market, right? Like how analytical can you be? Plus, we don't even like, you know, the, the domain space, let alone knowing the Korean market. Sure. Um, and, you know, that company, the founder was Bomb Kim. The company was, is Coupon. And, you know, they're, they're valued about $5 billion today. They're the largest e-commerce company in, in South Korea. And Dave just had an instinct about Bomb. He just thought he was among the most special founders he had ever seen. And of course the company pivoted and grew in all kinds of interesting ways. And I, it really taught me among many other anecdotes like this, I just think it's the most stark one. It really taught me a lot about at the end of the day, it's really about your belief in people in this business. And it's great to talk about the company and the plan and the thought process and the customer development as a way to get to know the person, but not because you're going to figure out that that business will work or that it won't work as if you have some kind of like analytical uh, insight into the long-term success or failure of that specific business right. as much as try and understand that founder's thought process and whether you really believe that founder is incredibly special. Um, and so I, I think that's evolved for me over time. And I really thank Dave for that. And I also thank him for making one of our best investments. Wow. <laughs> so more heavily weighting the founders these days than, than anything else. Yeah. Ever since then, all I've been looking for is incredible founders doing stuff in North Korea. <laughs> I think it was South. Yeah. No, I mean, sort of a funny joke, but that, um, yeah, it really ultimately is about the founders and how much you can believe in them and really thinking of the business as a really helpful thought exercise and discussion to get to know that founder. Awesome. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, overprepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.